good evening, crazy, beautiful bastard you. Okay, background sounds about right. Welcome to the new series I've started. Old Man Yells at Cloud. What's it about? Nope, I'm an old man. Occasionally things come up and they just piss me off. So I figured, screw it. I'll just yell about it. Old Man Yells at Cloud. Totally correct. Why, why don't I take us over to the, the main screen here so I can begin properly bitching about things that I can't possibly hope to change. There we go. That looks about right. Let me adjust my headphone level here. I think my sound level on your end should be good. Uh, okay, we'll call that good. Today, I just want to ruminate a little bit about war and aggression. I don't plan to solve anything, but I just want to ruminate on it. Some thoughts over what I've run into over years. First thing you need to know is this is all based on opinion and some observation and some reading from back when I used to read when I was in college and after that shit. This should not be taken as gospel. It should not be taken as true. But it can be taken as what I think is true, which means it may be full of shit. You really can't tell. Anyways, let's go to the war and aggression thing. This won't take long, so buckle up. It'll be done soon. This all comes to mind due to the current issues in Eastern Europe and East Asia. Side note real quick. Everybody says that Ukraine-Russia war is a proxy war for the U.S., I don't think that's quite true. I think the Ukraine-Russian war is sort of a proxy war, but it's between China and the East. I'm sorry, China and the West. What the fuck am I thinking? I gotta, okay, I'm gonna cut out the swearing. Sorry about that. My first time dealing with a peace move to one sort or another was back when I was in college during the beginning of the first Gulf War. And I grouped, joined a peace group because I think peace is something that is worth pursuing. And I volunteered to write a statement for them and they thought I was a decent writer, so they let me do it. And I submitted it to them and they liked all of it but one line. And the one line was where I stated that war is undesirable as it is inevitable. They didn't like the idea of inevitability when it comes to war. But they were a bunch of pointy-headed college undergrads, so what the hell can you think? Now I get a basic theory when it comes to people getting along, and that basic theory is this. I'm focusing on males because I am a male, so wouldn't want to talk about your lived experience or anything, gals. Anyways, my basic theory is that most guys just want to gather resources, i.e. have a job. They want to alter their perceptions by getting drunk or high or whatever the hell. They want to pair bond and fuck. Eventually, they want to settle down with somebody who they like fucking. And they want to raise a family because doing that successfully actually brings a guy a sense of joy and fulfillment. It sounds like Dennis Prager, but it's true. Human behavior exists on a spectrum. Male human behavior exists on a spectrum. Let me keep this with guys. And you get a bell curve. And most guys fall in those first two standard deviations from the mean. They're pretty much like the guys I described above. Work, 
get drunk, fuck, raise a family, die pretty happy. But there's always some asshole in the high place who fucks up the balance. Now, I will not argue that wars are not sometimes justified. They are. There are good wars. But I live in the United States, and I haven't seen one of those in quite a while. It's all been empire. So you got some asshole in the high place who fucks things up. If I looked at, say, Putin, I would just say that he's an aggressive and violent fuck. I thought I was going to stop swearing, sorry. An aggressive and violent leader. And he's a man who got to be a leader by being that aggressive and violent. He may be doing it for Mother Russia. He may be doing it for ego. He may be doing it at his age. And I say this because I'm about his age. Because his bowels are angry one morning. You can't tell. Then you got guys like, I'll say Joe Biden. He'd be representative. And I don't exactly know what his drive is, but I do know he's got a lot of potential donors who will spill him a lot of money. And at least one of those donors is called Raytheon. I think another one's called BlackRock, allegedly. And they can motivate people to go in that direction of war. Propaganda is a really beautiful and useful tool. The idea of public relations and PR crap was brought to us by Freud's nephew. His name escapes me right now. But he is the reason you eat eggs for breakfast, because he started a campaign to lead and hack and guide you. And that's what propaganda towards war is. They lead and hack and guide. Again, there are some very excellent reasons to start a war, to be in a war, to join a war. But generally, that's not how it works. My basic guess is the Taoist over there in ancient China were correct. Anyone who strives for power is not fit to hold it and should be kept away from it. Sadly, we don't work it that way and neither do the Russians. And to be fair, Chinese don't work it that way either right now. Human drives. We have drives for both aggression and cooperation. And sometimes they tug against one another and sometimes they're used together. There's this thing called bias. Not the way we normally use it. In-group bias. What this means in this case is that women, they have an in-group bias towards women. They love themselves. I'm not talking about narcissism. I'm just saying they favor talking to other women. Men have an out-group bias. We also like talking to women more than we like dealing with each other. This is not down hard and fast to a single person. There are some, uh, some guys who are really tight, really good. Contrary to what's said these days, it's not all in a homosexual way. Some guys just really get along together and work well together. You can think Abbott and Costello. You can think Molary and Curly. You can even think mm, Gilgamesh and Inkadu. Guys who just vibe well together. But generally, guys don't hang out with one another. Not the way we'd hang out with women. I mean with the draw, not with the sex thing. However, one thing men are good at when it comes to cooperation is getting into groups to achieve a goal. From my father's father's time, they had barn raising. Somebody's got to put up a barn, community gets together, they help each other. The men hammer nails, women make lemonades and sandwiches. Life was beautiful back then. 
So if men have a purpose, they got to raise a barn, they got to go hunting, they got to farm, they'll work together to do it. Sadly, though, one of those purposes does happen to be war. And I want to adjust that. I want to say part sadly, because sometimes, like I said, war is a very sad necessity. Now, men aren't the only ones that get together to, to uh, fight war, human men. Jane Goodall was a woman who wrote in The Shadow of Man about her time doing, ethno eth uh, doing ethnographic research with chimpanzees. She was in the Gombe Reserve over in Africa. I want to say she started in the 60s. But she watched these chimps. She took notes. She was with them all the time. Side note, she married her photographer, which is the only other guy around there. And when they had a baby, they built a cage. It was a very solid, heavy cage. They kept the baby in the cage because one of the unpleasant truths of life is those chimps would eat that baby if they got a chance. And to be fair, the chimps eat each other's babies anyways. But that's another story for another time. Anyhow, one of the things that Jane Goodall discovered was that chimps wage war. She discovered this when she found that a couple of chimps or a few chimps had broken off from a big troop to start their own troop. And I think it was about a year-long time frame. Males from the first group systematically hunted and killed all the males of the second group, down to the last male. As is usual in war, they might have killed a couple of women, but they brought them back. So war is not a human phenomenon. Sometimes shit just happens. Ah. The reason we have war is to help supply both resources and mates. Natural selected selection, selected for aggressiveness, and selected for violence. Things made of meat are hungry, and they got to have the energy to go out there and get whatever they're hungry for. Male aggression is selected in order to survive. The problem is that we can, like viruses, become too virulent and too deadly. And I think that's going to be the problem with the war we're facing in Russia right now. Atomic bombs make it too fucked up to really want to get involved in. The virus can wipe itself out if it isn't careful. And we need to keep that in mind. It is always good to fight for peace because war is inevitable and somebody's got to try to balance that out. There are some ways we could possibly curb war. As feminists will tell you, kill the men down to 10%, let the rest of them like get out occasionally from breeding farms. Although I don't know who's supposed to guard the breeding farms. So they would do it either through genetics and laboratory or natural selection which is something that Jack Donovan brought up in his book, The Way of Men. I was trying to remember which one of the three books he did that was in. He talks about the Bonobo Masturbation Society, where the bonobos, relative to the chimps that are smaller and matriarchal as opposed to patriarchal like chimps, seem to have bred out a lot of the violent tendencies and the aggressive tendencies in males 
but they've done this in part by breeding them into females. I don't think getting rid of aggression is a good thing. I think channeling it or hacking it might be a, a better way to deal with it. Donovan also mentions in that book that we've attempted to hack male violence by bringing up other pursuits. Everything from debate clubs to Emmy Awards to chess competitions. They're all like pseudo wars in order to get that nice hormone boost that we get when we win. I'm reminded of a science fiction story set back in the 1960s. In this, there was a, an annual war that came up between the USSR and the USA. The war was run on a Mediterranean island and there were 400 people from each side set to fight. The winners won the, won the fight for the country, thereby the whole country did not have to go to war. And as a result, the surviving males were gifted lots of money and immunity from all laws in whatever country they resided in. Perhaps not the best hack, but a hack nonetheless. Anyways, I've about had it now, and I'm pretty sure you have too, so I'm going to get my ass out of here. I'm going to strive real hard not to swear next time, but I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to guarantee anything. You all have a good day. I'll talk to you later.